Hello, my friends, and welcome to the world of the creepy and the caffeinated, of conspiracies and coffee. Welcome to Tales from the Dark Roast. I'm your host, William, and today we're going to have my sister, Thursday James, back on the show. She had, we won't say a prophetic dream, um, but maybe uh, a disturbing dream anyway, that she literally left me two or three voice messages over messenger to uh, let me know about this dream that she had that I'm somehow involved with. So let's welcome her back to the show Thursday. Hey, welcome. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Well, seems like uh, <laughs> seems like I didn't have a choice because the, <laughs> the message you sent me was kind of like, hey, I had this thing and we need to talk and it freaked me out a little bit. And uh, when it's you telling me that uh, I'm involved and you're freaking out a little bit, I, uh, I definitely want to know more. Yes. So yeah. before we get into it, I can see you've got your mug there. I do. And that is a tall boy mug. What are you, what you drinking? I'm drinking the Bones Coffee Salty Siren, which is mm. my absolute favorite from them. That is, that's up there for me. I mean, I've, I think I've tried seven different flavors of theirs, and that's mm. definitely one that I enjoy. Um, I am drinking, um, what is it, uh, Jacked Up All, um, it's their I pumpkin I think they call it one. like Jacked O'Lantern or Yeah, something. Jacked O'Lantern. Thank you. I don't know why yeah. I'm thinking all jacked up. Um it's good like i'm surprised like I, I don't really so i love pumpkin spice but i actually don't like pumpkin spice coffee because half the time mm-hmm. you're only smelling it you're not actually tasting it this is a hundred percent opposite of that you smell yes. and you taste it it is strong um oh, yeah. no creamer required no no sugar no nothing it is just it's really really good and spicy yeah if starbucks so. is like basic white girl mm-hmm Bones's Jack O Lantern is like turn up white girl. Yeah. <laughs> in the disco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's 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 in sequins and glitter and lace and is uh, all over the place. Um I want to be that girl. I want to be the dancing queen. <laughs> dancing queen. Okay, now I'm gonna have that stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, you are. So that's a thing that happened. Um, but yeah, um, and then you told me, and I, I saw it around the same time. Bones actually is starting to be carried in a grocery store yes. uh, south of Tampa by about two hours. Uh, yeah. Farmer Joe's or Farmer Joe's, something like that. Yeah, it's not Trader Joe's, but it's Farmer Joe's, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Farmer looks Joe's. like I know the sign looks like a little barn, like a red barn mm-hmm. with their name on it. Um, that's only yeah. two hours from me. And I'm not going to lie. It's going to be tough for me to not drive down there and just like empty their shelves of whatever they've got <laughs> so i just i just need them to make a new flavor of their cold brew pods that's what i need hmm, is something not... other than s'morey time i do love s'morey time but yeah. that's the only flavor they offer in cold brew and i'm a cold brew gal see i do make my own cold brew though i use mm-hmm. one of the you know the the uh, not machine but it's just a, basically a filter that you stick in cold water and throw in your, your yeah fridge. yeah yeah oh and, yeah uh, and I yeah I have one of those too I just it's nice sometimes when I travel to be able to take just that one pod and stick it in like a bottle ice yeah mm-hmm. yeah so all right well now that we've f- fulfilled our obligations <laughs> to the the java gods uh what's going on <laughs> Okay, so I told you about, I don't remember when it was, I want to say the end of last week that I got tapped on the shoulder. Yes. Yeah. So I was standing in my bedroom. My husband was already in bed. I was talking to him about something. I don't remember what it was. And I felt a tap on my shoulder and I reacted to it because I turned to look over my shoulder and I came very face to face with my bathroom door. So I was like, okay, so there's no one standing there, clearly. (laughs) Um, One of the dogs hasn't suddenly learned how to jump. Right. Quietly tap you on the shoulder and land without alerting you. (laughs) Or do that joke where they tap on one side and then walk on the other, which is what I thought had happened. So I went, ha ha, very funny, and looked to my left instead. There's nothing there either. My husband goes, who are you talking to? I was like, "Uh, apparently I don't know. 
<laughs> they wanted my attention, but I've no idea what they wanted. Um, and then the night of the dream, I was getting ready for bed. My husband was already in bed and I heard something that sounded kind of like snapping coming from my bathroom. Like finger snaps or like? Not finger snapping, like something being snapped in half, like a pencil being snapped in half okay. or like, um, like a popping sound. And I was confused at first. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I opened bathroom doors and we have a really deep garden tub. It's super deep. Um, and I had put a shipment of bath bombs that I had just gotten in there. And all of the bath bombs had been individually wrapped in bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe somehow one of the dogs had clambered in there and just was going to town with the bubble wrap. And as I'm standing in the bathroom, I can hear the bubble wrap popping to my side. And it confused me because number one, I had unwrapped everything. So all of the bubble wrap was laying in light layers on top of the box. So there's no way anything could have been pressing down to pop it. Right. So I stood there for a minute and then I went, okay, look, I'm going to bed. Like I said it out loud, I'm going to bed. Quit playing with the bubble wrap. <laughs> you can play with it when I'm at work tomorrow. And it stopped. So I just got in bed and went to sleep. Uh, but then the dream happened. I could hear it in the dream. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to pull me out of the dream. But I didn't hear it until much later in the dream. Um, so you were already, already fully submerged when you started hearing the popping in the dream. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I had already realized that I was lucid dreaming, that I was controlling things and that I was able to, um, I was aware that I was sleeping and dreaming, which is what made it feel slightly prophetic. Uh, but okay. So it was a two-story house. It had like pink wallpaper that was kind, almost the color of one of this wall, maybe, okay. it, but, but very faded. So like a very faded salmon. And I feel like Ross from Friends, faded salmon color. Uh, and it had like blue flowers, but it wasn't like a big flower. It was just like vines, like blue vines with flowers on them okay. all over. It was wallpaper. There were some rooms that had like it, it was falling down and peeling. There were some that had... Um, that looked pristine as if it, it they had just wallpapered that room. And I remember thinking, well, that's weird because if this house is haunted, why are some rooms okay and some aren't? And that's when, like, that was the start of the dream. I was standing in a hallway and I had the thought, this house is haunted. Mm. And if it's haunted, why are some of these rooms very disheveled, which made sense to me in my brain? Uh, but why do some rooms look like they're currently inhabited by living people? Right. And that's when I encountered the living people. So there were about four people, four people, one of whom I never saw. I just knew they were in the house somewhere. Right. That dream sense of knowing yeah. things, even though you don't see them or hear them. Yes. Four people, one I never met. There were two that was a man and a woman, an elderly couple. They were married. I had the sense that it was their house, but I also had the feeling that it wasn't their house currently. Mm. Like they were still, they were still alive and technically they owned it, but they didn't actively live there. Right. And that they did not actively live there because of the activity within the house. So they had like moved out. Um, and then there was another man who, and I'm just going to go ahead and describe him because I have no idea who this person is. But throughout the entire dream, he kept saying, oh, Bill would love this. <laughs> he didn't He didn't call you William. He didn't call you Billy. He said Bill. Hmm. And he kept saying that. He said Bill would be scared, but Bill would love this. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> and I only know uh, one other Bill, and that's my grandfather. And my grandfather did not believe in any of this stuff. So yeah oh see and that's that's weird for me because nobody calls me bill like i've never been a bill the only wow. person that calls me bill is my grandmother Jean. 
and she's still alive and kicking. And she does it only because she knows I actually don't like being called Billy. Um, like my parents, like I got, you know, as a, yeah. as a seven-year-old, as a 13-year-old, Billy's fine. But being a 40-year-old Billy just always sounded weird to me. <laughs> so I, I just, I've never, you know, I've never, yeah. never really liked being called Billy. I don't mind. I answer to it, but I prefer William. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one in my family has ever called me Bill. Like, I don't have any friends that call me Bill. No male friends anyway. The only, the only, um, the only person that ever calls me Bill is my, my grandmother, Jean. So. Well, I thought at first it was someone I didn't know, mm-hmm. but then when I asked him about it, cause he kept talking, he kept saying it over and over again, Bill would love this. He'd be scared, but he'd love this. I was like, which Bill are you talking about? Are you talking about Bill Scarborough? Like my, my grandfather? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, no, this guy. And then he literally changed and looked like you. Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> and then he flashed back. And I was like, so are you a friend of his? And he goes, I think so. I was like, so you, so you know him? He goes, yeah, we know. We know each other. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, he was six footer, six one. Okay. Had long, like, caramel-colored hair, like a dirty blonde. Okay. Um, I kind of, for some reason, thought he would normally wear it in, like, a, a low ponytail mm-hmm. with, like, a leather wrap. But it was down in my dream. Like, it was around his shoulders and everything. He kind of looked like a biker dude. Not like a typical biker, but he did. He looked like a biker dude. Like, he had a leather vest on and a long sleeve shirt underneath that was rolled up, but it was like unbuttoned at the top. That's. Hmm. So my, my dad actually used to be involved with a veterans uh, biker club back in Virginia. The peacekeepers, I think was the name. And so we hung out with a legit group of like bikers. So. But again, I mean, I was I was young. I mean, I was this is probably from about ten to like thirteen or so. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. No one, no one, no one ringing a bell yet. So. Wow. Well, I I walked into the room, and he was there, and mm-hmm. he did not introduce himself. He just started talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. It's like, okay, I, so tell me what's happening, what's going on. And he was like, oh, yeah, some of the spirits won't leave. Just some of them are unsettled. They won't leave. I was like, okay, well, how long has this been going on? He goes, oh, about 60 years. I was like, what? Um, okay. <laughs> and you're just now calling for help, which, by the way, I had no idea I was the help. I did not realize that that's why I was there, why I was in the dream, why I was anything. Um And yeah, he said, look, there's one now. And I had been standing in the doorway and I turned to look through like a dormer window behind me that was in the hallway. And I turned to look and I can see behind me the guy. And then there's another face like in between me and him directly behind me. And right as I made eye contact with it, the glass cracked and split. And so I turned back around to look at him and he goes, yeah, they're ugly, aren't they? I was like, what? sure i guess i don't <laughs> it just looks like a human face so i don't know if they're ugly but yeah okay uh so he starts walking me through the house and he starts telling me you know this person's in this room and this person's in this room and what's in here is not a person but it used to be a person and now it's something else so he's explaining where all of this like I guess where all of the entities are located. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, look, um, we have to start at the top. We have to go in. We all have to have something in our hands, uh, whether it's Palo Santo, whether it is sage, whether it's cedar, rosemary, whatever we've got, we're going to hit it on all sides. Each one of us in a corner, open one window, We're going to all say the same thing and move towards the center and then move the smoke out the window. And when we shut the window, we immediately walk out the door, shut the door, spiritually lock the door. 
He was like, man, that's a lot. <laughs> he said, well, do you want them gone or not? And he like turned and looked at the, the elderly couple. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we'd like them gone. We'd like to come home. And I, then I felt so bad. Like I was started crying in, I guess, in my sleep. Because when I woke up, I was crying. Oh, I, like I felt really bad for them. Um, so we did that in a few of the rooms. And at one point we ran out, like whatever we were burning, I think it was uh, cedar, rosemary, and palo santo. Whatever we were burning ran out. I was like, well, I don't know what else we can do. They're like, well, it's too late now anyways. The sun is about to come up. Which, by the way, this whole time I thought the sun was up. Like I look out the window and it's, the sun is legit coming up. And I was like, how was there light in here the whole time? Yeah. Um, so they go, yeah, we're going to have to go to sleep. And this is the only time we can sleep in this house. It's during the daylight. <laughs> Sorry. Geez. I scared the dog. Um, <laughs> go lay down. All right. So they were like, we have to go to the garden room, solarium, whatever, because it's got all these windows. It's just surrounded by glass. Um, we have to set an alarm so that we can wake up before the sun goes down. And we have to be out of that room before the sun goes down. Um, otherwise everything that's on the grounds, but not inside the house can see us. And I was like, well, that sucks. Um, okay, cool. So like, we all went to sleep <laughs> in this one big room. And I remember like hovering above myself, watching myself sleep in that room, but it did not look like I was in that room. It looked like I was hovering above myself in my bed here at home. Well, that's some next level mind twisting. I don't know if I inceptioned myself or right. something. Yeah. I don't. So in the dream, I woke up to biker guy crouched down and in my face. And I woke up and I did not, I know I didn't say it out loud, but I thought in my, in my brain, um, man, his breath smells bad. <laughs> and, then, and then right in front of me he goes yeah I know I'm sorry it's kind of that whole being dead thing and then I was like wait I thought you were a living person like I thought you were living this whole time and he goes no I'm gone and I was like oh okay and then he said hey I found this and he handed me a spray bottle and then he handed spray bottles to the elderly couple and the only time I could ever actually see them like what they physically looked like. They were shorter in stature, probably about 5'4". He was maybe 5'6", maybe. Um, but they just looked like two cute little grandma and grandpas. Like they were just, it's really all I could get from them. Like stereotypical movie grandma yeah. and grandpa. Okay. Yeah. Almost like the, the, when they're elderly and up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. Yeah. No stylish hair or anything, but yeah. He, actually, he was bald. Okay. But I didn't get any facial features. Biker guy, I got facial features. Every once in a while, I'd glance at him, and he had a big mustache. Every once in a while, I would glance at him, and his hair would be pulled back. Um, so he changed his physical appearance often. The one thing that stood out was that caramel-colored hair. Long and down. Um. I'm going to have to ask my dad because that's really the only place I can think of where I've had any interaction with anyone that matches that description. And was he, was he large, like large build or just like tall and, and thin or. You know, that swimmers build where they have like really broad shoulders and then it V's down. Yeah. That it Michael was like Phelps. that. Okay. Yeah. You could tell he was older. He was probably in his late 60s when he died because that's what he looked like was his late, okay. maybe late 60s. I mean, also people have hard lives sometimes, so I can't ever tell. Right. Um, I certainly don't look my age, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he and his mustache. I did wonder this. I was like, why does his mustache not match his hair? His mustache was like a dark mahogany color. Okay. He had very kind eyes. They were blue. 
But yeah. And he would just like grin at me sometimes. I think he, it seemed like he was missing a tooth on the left side of his mouth and on the top left. Okay. But like every once in a while when we were doing stuff and getting rid of spirits, he would just grin at me or when I would be like, yeah, close the window now. Like, don't let it back in. Um, he would grin and be like, all right, all right. And I mean, that uh, absolutely sounds like somebody <laughs> from my life. I'm not going to lie. Like everything you're <laughs> describing, like, okay, this could be someone I know and I have hung out with. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, we finished up and we got to the last room and that was that conservatory and it terrified me because like we walked in or actually I walked in thinking, okay, so if we're going to cleanse it, like we have to be in here. I walk in and it was like dark masses just swirling around me. And I was like, what the heck? Like, you, you guys didn't say this. You said there would be stuff outside, but you didn't say this. And he was like, well, what? He, he's, he's standing in the doorway. And I turn around and look at him in the doorway. He's like, well, why'd you walk in there? I was like, what do you mean? You didn't tell me I shouldn't walk in here. Yeah. So he started coming in and I could see the elderly couple behind him and they looked so worried. Uh, and as he reached for me, he said, you have to use the spray bottle. And I was like, what is even in this? He was like, it's holy water. You have to use the spray bottle. I was like, okay. So um, he said, spray yourself first. Just douse yourself. And I was like, all right. So he's like trying to get to me, but all of these things are swirling around him too. Mm -hmm. And they're stopping him from fully getting to me like he's going real slow like he is just like, trudging uphill in mud and I start spraying myself spraying myself spraying myself and I hear him say ow and I turn around and look he goes keep going I was like okay so I start spraying myself spraying myself um he went past me and got to one of the windows and threw it open and then he started spraying everywhere and as he was spraying you could see the black entities just like kind of dissolve and there was a lot of screaming happening like there was like wailing mm. and as they start dissolving they like turned into dust so it went from like black smoke to actual physical dust that you could touch and he's like throw it out the window throw it out the window and I was like I don't know how to throw yeah, how am I supposed to throw dust out the window yeah, like it's with getting on everything a shot back or something no. <laughs> although that would be kind of cool a shot back that catches ghosts oh wait that's just ghostbusters never mind i was gonna say yeah that, so, i think <laughs> i think that was actually one of the ghostbuster toys like yeah so um i'm like i don't know how to get it out the window he goes hold on and he was gathering it as if he could pick it up and he starts picking it up and he's picking up all these piles and it's just accumulating and they're still going around him. They're not going around me anymore. He's like, there's only a few left. Keep spraying. And I was like, there's none around me. And I am soaked, dude. And he goes, no, spray me. And immediately it clicked in my head. If I spray him, he'll be gone. Like he can't, I'm, I'm gonna start crying. Like he can't come back. He can't visit nothing. To take a sip. <laughs> no, absolutely. Take a moment. So, like, I looked him dead in the eye, and I said, are you sure? He said, yes. As soon as you sprayed me, like, all the way from head to toe, run and shut that door. And I was like, okay. He goes, some of them are going to stay behind. I can't get them all. I was like, all right. Uh so I start spraying him, and as I'm spraying him, he starts turning to dust, and he leapt out the window, and he slammed the window behind him, and then he just disappeared. He just the dust, dust in the wind, just all of it. Wow. And I turned around, and I started hauling ass through that door. And when I turned around to shut the door, the door wasn't there. It was a doorway, something or someone pretty sure I know who it was, had removed the door. Um, so I started sealing it with the spray bottle. And then I started running 
out of the holy water. Like there wasn't enough to fully seal that door. And it looked like these entities were starting to form. There was, wasn't that many of them, maybe like five or six, but they were like pounding on what would have been a door. It was right. just like solid air that they were pounding on and they were trying to get through and I could see them trying to push through. And I turned to the little old lady and the little old man and I was like, we have to do something. Do you have anything else? And they went, no, they both looked at me and went like shook their heads. No, but they didn't say it. Or maybe I heard it, but they, their mouths didn't move. Um, not that I could have made it out anyways, I don't think, but it didn't seem like there was movement there. And I look behind them and the door is leaning against the wall. And I was like, did you, did you remove the door? Like, we have to shut this. We, and we have to seal the actual door. And she just looked at me and she said, we can't sweetie. And you have to go now. And that's when I woke up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you said that you think, you know, who removed the door. I think they did. You think it was the the old lady and the little old man. Yeah. So I know you thought that they were possibly living. Yeah. Do you think they may have been spirits on their own? Yeah. And that maybe whatever was in that other room, they knew who it was or they had some sort of attachment to it? I think they were linked with the man. And... They were doing stuff in that house when they lived there that they should not have been. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were inviting a lot of stuff in unknowingly. Uh, Maybe trying to contact that one guy. Maybe. Opening the door. Um, So it was definitely him who had called me and like brought me there. Um, And he was being extremely helpful throughout the whole thing obviously self-sacrificing um but i mean the the lady sent me on my way like i didn't have a choice in that um when i woke up i mean my heart was pounding i was crying i was like trying to catch my breath i felt like i just run a marathon or something wow yeah oh in one of the rooms the ceiling was painted blue and I walked in and I was like, we can't get rid of everything in here. Um, and the guy said, what, why not? And I said, they're not going to know where to go. Look up. Like it's, it looks like the sky. They're going to get stuck. He's like, well, we don't have time to paint the ceiling. I was like, well, <laughs> Hey, shapeshifter dude, like, can't you change the color or something? So yeah, that one was weird. He like stood in the middle of the room and kept trying to change it. And it looked like purple iridescent. I finally got everything out the window and then it that's, snapped back to blue. That's funny. I wonder, you know, and it's funny because I, I, my friend, um, Drusilla, who was the first mm-hmm. guest, she talked about, you know, haints and we yeah. talked about haint blue. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why they, they painted the ceilings of like patios and, and front porches. But yeah, Drusilla had mentioned that color, you know, that haint blue. And that's, that's funny that that would happen in your dream too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely see why you would give me a call after, or, you know, <laughs> message me after that. I would too. Um, I've never had a lucid dream, so I can't control my dreams at all. And to the point where, even in dreams like where I'll be doing something that I know I shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. I won't do the thing that they want me to do or whatever's happening because of who I am. Like it's in my nature to not, you know, to not, to not kind of compromise like that. Yeah. It's something I believe in. So like, I'll have that happen. And now I'll know that I'm in a dream to a point, but I can't control anything in the dream or, you know, make changes or, you know, guide where it goes. I'm just along for the ride. Um, But I have had moments where I'm like, I'm in a dream. Yeah. Because this person would doesn't talk to me anymore, or <laughs> I've never actually had conversations with this person. So why are they all of a sudden like my bestie? When um, you did realize that you were having the dream, did it? Did you then wake up? Sometimes yes, mm-hmm. and sometimes no. And, so and usually, if it, yeah. And if it was no, 
I would lose the sense that I was in a dream and get back deep back into what was going on. Gotcha. So, um, I have had dreams though, where, like you said, you woke up with tears. Mm-hmm. I had, that used to be really common for me. And I don't know, I don't remember any of the dreams that caused it. I just remember waking up with profound sadness and sorrow yeah. and just like, just waking up, like not even sobbing, but just tears streaming down my face. And I knew I had been crying. Was so, that around the time that, cause I, you had mentioned in your, um, year end thing that you would pull out the trundle bed and get it underneath and did those ever coincide no this was this was when i at least when i remember doing them i was Mm -hmm. much older mid to late teens or even early 20s and it wasn't very often but it was multiple times a year it was enough that i recognized that "Mm, this is weird and this is going on um but I don't, man, dreams, dreams are weird to me. I know a lot of people don't put any stock into them. And I know a lot of people put way too much stock into them. Sometimes I think they mean stuff. Other times I don't think they mean anything at all. They're just your brain releasing. But when you have something like that, when you have an experience with a dream, like something that sticks with you, that, Mm -hmm. that to me is something more that's either. Oh, and when the, um, the popping, the bubble wrap. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you said you you heard that. Yeah, in that was when I was spraying the, um, the stuff all over that one room, the conservatory. When I was spraying the holy water, uh-huh. and I could hear like screaming and wailing, like something dying, and just like a flurry of bubble popping. Mm-hmm. Now, question: Did you go check the bubble wrap? To the see bubble how wrap. Much of yeah. it was left. Mm-hmm. Was it popped? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I want to come and visit your house, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get a hotel room because I will just sit there all night long with a flashlight. <laughs> just just waiting and freaking myself out. And then even if nothing happens, I would be so like freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what do you, what do you take away from this? Like what is what do you, what do you think if there was a message or if there was something to be learned from it or gained from it. Well, I had planned on the next day, which was what, yesterday, the day mm-hmm. after. So it, the dream wasn't obviously last night. It was the night before. Yeah. Um, I had planned on doing a full cleansing because, you know, I had been sick for so long and I had so many things happening at once that I was like, no, something's holding on that should not be. And I just don't like this. And then, um, also after my husband's grandfather died, there was, um, an entity that looked like him that was in the house and I was letting it stay because I thought maybe it was him. Um, but then one of the nights when I was going to sleep, I woke up and he was like standing by the bed and leaning over the bed and he was opening his mouth and it was just like a giant black void hole that was starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, he kept leaning closer and closer towards me. Um, and at that point, that's, that's not grandpa. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not grandpa. That is not grandpa. Um, so I had to get rid of that. And I remember re-upping my salt lines and a couple of my um, protection spells and stuff. And then I was like, all right, I gotta, I, I've got to cleanse the whole house again. And my brother hates that because he says that all the smoke pools in his room, which is, <laughs> which is upstairs. Be, and like he has a bedroom door, but he has a curtain going across it so his dog can go in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe it was the second or third time I had done it since he's been living with us. And I was like, well, maybe there's a reason, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Let, let me in there. Yeah. Um, so I knew I was going to have to do it. I knew I was going to get backlash from him. And it's an undertaking because I go all the way up in the attic and go up there. And I hate going up in attics. I hate attics they're, and basements. I can't stand not, them. Nah, I don't mind basements, but attics, the, the crawl space. Mm. And because I live in Florida in the, in the South, there's never anything good up there. Because mm-hmm. the Florida attics are not like what you get in like the Northeast or in anywhere north of like 
Kentucky where you can actually go up there and have a room. They're basically yeah. just crawl spaces. You're exactly. on your hands and knees. They're terrible. Yeah. There's it's the bugs. same in Texas and it's yep. terrible. So the most you might get is like a squirrel or a raccoon. And then you don't want to come face to face with one of those when they're in their den. Exactly. So mm. I knew I was going to have to do that at some point. And I think the dream was telling me how it might go that I might have a battle on my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had planned on doing it today since we have an ice day and we don't have school today. Um, it's looking like we might not have school tomorrow, but then I was looking at the moon chart and I think tomorrow is going to be a better day to do it. Okay. Um, but I mean, I've, I've done our bedroom already, but I think the, cause I don't know who it is that's tapping on my shoulder and popping my bubble wrap. And I'm pretty sure the popping of the bubble wrap was to wake me up. Like, cause I had originally said, Hey, I'm going to sleep. Can you stop? And it stopped. It didn't do it anymore. So it wasn't being like malicious or exactly. It was Mm-mm. actually like, Oh, sorry. I think it, Oh no. I think it was literally like, wake up, get out of there now. And as like I was waking up and everything, I really felt like the little old lady and a little old man were not good, not entirely good. So they had maybe had ulterior motives or yeah. there was something yeah. more, there was something more telling you anyway. The entity that I could not see in the house in the dream, but I knew it was there mm-hmm. is the thing that was tapping on my shoulder and popping the bubble wrap. And like, I think it followed me to keep an eye on me. Just making sure you were not getting it over your head exactly and usually when i do a full cleanse of the house i kick everything out i mean absolutely everything and then i own like i wait a very long time before inviting back anything that is family or good or you know um so i think there's some hesitation there from me because i don't want i mean the thing was so nice why am i going to kick him out right um so uh, I may have to find a way around that to, to not um, have to kick. I think it's a him. I don't know why. I think it's a him uh, to not sense. have to kick him out. Yeah. 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 And it I'm... feels very adolescent, <laughs> teenage <laughs> angsty. Kind of. Okay. Uh, they can be great support players. Yeah. Whatever exactly. you're in. Like they can, they can absolutely have your back, you mm-hmm. know. We can also turn on a dime though. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, But so far, yeah, I haven't done it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're getting the feeling tomorrow is going to be a better day and looks Mm -hmm. like you're going to have ice and not have to go in, I, I definitely would hold off for tomorrow. I, um, I really want to know who (laughs) it was that was linking me to you. I don't know. He wouldn't give me a name. I asked him several times. He wouldn't give me a name. Would not give me a name. So, because like I said, I, so I've got that connection with the bikers that mm-hmm. we were we were friends with, and I don't remember many of their names, if any at all. The only one that I do remember is a guy named George. I know it was not George because George was already in his like late fifties, early sixties when I knew him, and he was not tall, you know, athletic, you know, swimmer's build. He was maybe five ten, five eleven, thin. I wouldn't say frail, but just wiry, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and um, had dark, dark hair that I think was usually like slicked back or combed back, bald, slightly balding on top. I don't believe he had, um, don't believe he had blue eyes and no mustache for sure. No. But uh, I know he was like the, the, the leader of the, mm. the club and he was a great guy. Yeah. So, but he was, he wasn't playful like that. I don't remember. I remember George being a good guy. And I remember George and I had like one heart to heart, um, a long time ago because we, um, we used to go to Washington DC for rolling thunder for Memorial day. And if you don't know what that is, it's a huge gathering of like motorcycles and vans and they drive through Washington DC and they drive past the wall and it's all for Memorial Day to honor the fallen because a lot of bikers are, you know, veterans. Yeah. And it literally sounds for hours. It just sounds like thunder in the DC area because all you can hear is motorcycles. Wow. And I remember we went one year and we stayed at a campground nearby and everyone had, um, one of the guys had these metal cuffs on their wrists. And I didn't know exactly what they were, but I always thought they were really cool. 
And what they are is they're cuffs with the name and information of a service member on them. And so you could get them for like POWs and MIAs and things Mm -hmm. like that. And um, I always thought it was really cool and I wanted one, but I could never find one when when we were in the city. And I remember we were sitting there after um, everything going on and around the fire and George, I don't know if he'd had one or two, but he was very emotional and he kind of pulled me to the side and he was talking. He's like, Hey, I know you really want one of these, you know, let me, um, you know what, let me give you mine. And he started to give me his off of his wrist. And I was really touched by this. But then after he went off and did his thing, my dad came to me and he's like, you have to give that back. I was like, well, he gave it to me as a gift. And my dad's like, yeah, yeah that's actually his best friend that he lost, I guess, in Vietnam. I was like, okay, nope, that's, that's too much for a little 11, 12 year old me. I was like, no. So I remember I did give it back to George, but I remember we had that moment where, you know, he was willing to give this to me without telling me what it was. So, but like I said, George did not look anything like what was in your dream. And he wasn't, he didn't have that like kind of mischievous or like that grin or anything. Yeah. Uh, which is what it sounds like that guy was giving you well I mean three things number one (laughs) uh this is not the first dream I've had that is was a lucid dream or was me helping out in some way okay um but it was the first of its kind where I was literally cleansing a giant house right um and that involved spirits that that many spirits and and that kind of thing um number two the guy could change what he looked like (laughs) he changed his face into you and then uh his mustache was different probably every time I looked at him sometimes it was longer and then sometimes it was gone and then sometimes so I don't know if he was presenting himself to look that way to me so that Mm -hmm. I didn't freak out um but like he could he could change what things looked like not just himself but i mean like he changed the color of the ceiling so i don't i i don't know not so sure. in the um and the way you described him mm-hmm. i i got that you didn't say this but the way the way i just the way i felt when you were saying was that he was almost playful but still helpful is yeah. is that the sense you got um it was not necessarily playful. I think he was just, uh, he was just hedging. Like he could, like, I think there were things he couldn't tell me. Okay. Um, like he never once said to say hi to you, which I, I've had that before where I've had spirits tell me, you know, say hi to so-and-so I've, he never once said that. Um, so it's possible that he, he knows you, either in passing or knows you because he knows someone else like in your family or friend circle. Um, and that he knew you as an acquaintance and like, Hey, that's a cool dude. I, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but also, I mean, if he was around and in that house, mm-hmm. it's possible he was around other places too. So it's possible he has seen you since right. he's passed on. Just throwing that out there. Um, but before I said the two things, the third thing, he had metal cuffs on both of his wrists. He had two on one and three on the other. That's, that's... And they were like a silvery nickel kind of, like a dark Okay. Well, gray metal. Okay. If you um if you Google the the bracelets, I don't actually know what mm-hmm. they're called, but I know that I've seen them in like a dark silver almost. Mm-hmm. So just like a plain like brushed bron- you know brushed metal. I've seen them in red and I've seen them in black where they've got like a black coating on them. Um, so that's weird. I don't yeah, and I don't I don't know that George is still alive because like I said, he was a little bit older when I was in my teens. So yeah. Um, but I know he was alive. They were, they, they were exactly like this, except they were full circle. They, okay. they didn't have a gap in the back. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. So she just pulled yeah. up the, the POW bracelets on, yeah. uh, on Google. So that's what, that's what George gave me, except for his was, I'm pretty sure his was red. Um, and I know my dad had a red one as well. So, um, 
I don't I don't know that it was George. Like I said, he never. Yeah, gave me like a name. I said, I and he called you Bill. He didn't call you Billy or William. He called you Bill. And so, he would have uh, George definitely would have called me Billy because you know yeah. I was I was a kid when we knew each other. The only man, it's it's driving me crazy because the only person my mind keeps going back to, but my heart's not telling me who would who, that that's who yeah. it is, mm-hmm. is um my uncle Gary. Um, and he passed on in 2003 he was Mm -hmm. involved in a traffic crash where he was actually helping a buddy of his load his motorcycle into the back of a pickup truck and Mm -hmm. it was wet and rainy and somebody slid off the road and and pinned him between the two vehicles and yeah it was that was a very bad day yeah but my uncle gary is my grandmother gene it's her son it was her baby like her baby boy um, Gary was a big dude though. He was six, one, uh, six, six, one, maybe, um, big, we called him gorilla man or ape man, you know, because he just, he was covered in hair except for his head. His head was like, he was bald, but he mm-hmm. had body hair everywhere. Take a shirt off. He was still wearing a shirt, but he was playful and mischievous, but very helpful, super intelligent guy. Yeah. Like one of those guys that could just figure out something by looking at it engineering wise like he was very just hands-on mechanic like good old boy southern you know what i mean he's from georgia southern georgia and um so my mind keeps saying that but my heart's saying that's gary gary would have been more playful Mm -hmm. and probably a little bit more rambunctious because he was he was a he was a character so Mm -hmm. and the only reason i i think him is because my grandmother Jean calls me Bill. So if he's still around, because he he wasn't around when they were calling me Bill. Yeah. But if he's still involved in our lives and you know, just in a you know, observing or whatever, he could have easily picked that up from her. Yeah. Obviously, it being his mom. So, but my heart's telling me it's not Uncle Gary. But my, uh, my mind is. So I mean, I when when I am. When I am calling on ancestors to help me cleanse the house, I can ask and see if I get some sense of what or who he was. Um, it's possible he was just making himself either look away so that I was comfortable, more accepting of what was happening, mm-hmm. um, or he was making himself look how he wanted to look. I don't yeah, know. I don't, yeah, that doesn't sound like Gary either. He was very much just. comfortable in his skin like just just one of those guys man yeah i I can't describe him but yeah yeah, i don't my heart's telling me it's not him but my mind like i want to say it was him Mm -hmm. just because that would make me feel it would make me feel a little sad because of the way that the dream ended but it would make me very proud of him as a spirit Mm -hmm. because that's very much now i'm starting to cry that's very much within his character to be that kind of person to to step up and and make a make a sacrifice like that yeah so and i definitely got the the sense that whoever he was he can't well i don't know that i can't say full on that he can't but i got the feeling that he knew that once he did that he may not be able to visit again so well i hope that whoever it is that that's not the case and maybe it was just for that one place or that that one moment so because yeah you know you you want to have good things like that around things that are you know willing to to take that and make that sacrifice so it was a strange strange dream what a (laughs) heart-wrenching just Oh God! What a way to wake up, man! <laughs> I've been oh. awake. <laughs> oh my God! I but... I don't even know. I don't even know how I re- like what I would do after that. Like I honestly just think I would get up and just go sit in my living room with a cup of coffee and just like. What What time did you wake up? I remember you saying it was three fifteen. So right in the middle of the witching hour. I I woke up and as soon as I woke up, it was like everything, all sounds just stopped. And I sat there for a little bit, you know, I I couldn't tell you how long trying to catch my breath, um, but it did not feel like very long at all. And then 
I grabbed my phone and looked at it and it said 315. Um, like it was on the dot, even the seconds. Cause I have those on. Yeah. And it was zero, zero, three, 15, mm. zero, zero. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying yeah. to think I was at work when you had the dream and I'm, I was awakened at work when that happened <sighs> and I wasn't doing anything. So I don't think, I don't think anything I was doing would have contributed to it. Um, no. Uh, um, and it didn't feel like anything like that. Like that okay. I, it did not feel like I needed to warn you about anything or nothing. It okay. just, I just knew he knew you. That's all. Gotcha. One yeah. other, I know that sometimes dreams can have weird coincidences where stuff going on, not even affecting you can appear within mm-hmm. your dream. So I was just thinking yeah. maybe something I had had happened, yeah. maybe bled over. Um, What's crazy, I don't know if I told you this or not, um, since we're talking about dreams, just a little sidebar, um, about a month or so ago, I took two of the guys that I work with camping. And while we were out camping, we stayed up, we, we had some drinks, and we finally all decided to go to bed. The um, place we were staying, the, the campground, had a restroom facility, but it was probably about a mile walk to where, um, from our camp to where it was. It's not a big deal. But I have a rule where when I go camping with someone, if you wake up to use the restroom in the middle of the night, wake me up and let me know. That way, if anything happens, I've got an idea of, okay, he went to the restroom. To this direction or, yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes I'll just get up with you and go uh, as well because I don't, I sleep well at, in, in the woods, but I'm also very much super vigilant. Mm-hmm. So we had gone to sleep a little after midnight, I think. And I remember kind of having like restless sleep and not dreaming or not, not sleeping well, but dreaming. And I know that in the dream, I dreamt that both of the guys that I were, I was with were around my tent because we all had different tents. They were around my tent trying to get me to come out and they were messing with me, trying to scare me. And in the dream, it felt real, but it still had that dreamlike quality. Mm -hmm. So I was like, am I half asleep? Am I half awake? I don't know. It it finally just stopped and I ended up sleeping. And then, um, around three ish or so go figure. Um, one of my buddies, uh, had to get up and use the restroom and he didn't tell me he was getting up, but I heard him and I was like, Hey, what's, what's going on. And he's like, Oh, I got to walk, walk to the restroom. My stomach's bothering me. It's like, well, I'm awake. I'll, I'll get up and walk with you. And as we're walking, um, to where the restroom was, I told him, I was like, man, I was having the weirdest dream that you and, uh, you and the other guy that were that were with us camping were trying to scare me and were messing with my tent and trying to get me to come out of my tent. And he's like, that's weird. I had the same sort of dream. I was like, what? Because of course, you know, me being the creepy guy that I am, I instantly am like, tell me more. And so he said that he had a dream that at that same time, basically, where there was someone or something outside of his tent trying to get him to come out of the tent and messing with him and trying to scare him. It's right. So I'm thinking, how do we have the same dream on the same night in the same place? Like it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's still very, very weird. Well, I work with him. So last night at work, I told him that I was going to be doing this with you today. And I was like, Oh man, I can't wait to bring up the dream that we had together. And he's yeah. Like, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you don't remember? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, when we went camping, we both had the same dream. And he's like, I don't remember that. And I told him, I was like, you told, I just like, I, this is what happened to me. And then we were walking to the restroom. You told me what happened to you. He's like, I don't, I don't remember that dream. I don't remember telling you that. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Like, I'm not gas. Like I'm not, I was like, am I gaslighting myself? Did we not have that conversation? But I, I know we did. And, you know, I know that we walked to the restroom together because we talked about it in the morning. You know, we were joking around with the other guy because we, we actually like shine the light in his tent, messing with him, trying to wake him up. And he was, he was out like a light, like he was just gone dead to the world asleep. So, you know, we told him, we're like, oh yeah, we got up at like three something and went to the restroom. He's like, oh, I didn't hear anything. We're like, we know you were snoring, but he, he honestly did not remember telling me that he had the same dream. So 
Well, I am very glad that neither of you got up and, and walked went out, out of the tent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't play around. I don't play around with stuff in the woods like that. Um, and it's funny because we actually got lost in a state, like in a park on a circular track that only had two paths on it, following the map given to us by the park ranger. And following a uh, GPS program that I had on my phone, it kept leading us to some closed off path that it kept saying, this is the path that goes to where you want to go. But we looked at it and it's literally just overgrown with like trees. You can tell there used to be a path there. And I'm like, what is, how did we get lost? We just, we just walked two miles in a circle and ended up back at our camp. And the, 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 the creepy, you know, podcast host in me is going, something's going on. Like, something was definitely going on. Something was fucking with y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Like something was hardcore, just. And there was no malice to it or anything like that, but we definitely got got ourselves lost in a park that is basically just one big loop. And we were laughing about it. So I was like, our GPS is going to take us and we're just going to walk off and no one's ever going to find us. So we were, we were enjoying the experience for what it was, but it definitely, it didn't sink into me how weird it was until we both had that dream and the next morning talking about it. And then now he doesn't remember. And I'm like, and that, that is just amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, oh. And of course, now my coffee's cold, but it's also, oh, well, it's also the last sip, so. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man, that's such good coffee. Such good coffee. I love bones. (laughs) I really do. You've, you've turned me into a monster, an addict for their, their coffee, so. My bad. (laughs) No, don't complain, because my wife likes some of their flavors, too. Oh, I'm not actually, sorry. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's just a a token apology <laughs> for all the money you're going to spend. <laughs> I really, I really am. I'm going to, I'm going to have to drive down there to the, that, uh, that grocery store. And then it's also not far from their home office. So I'm really yeah. curious if they sell stuff in their home office or if it's just like a base of operation, you know, not something that you can actually go in. It's not a retail store, but it's like their actual, like, I think it office. really is like a small brick and mortar shop and then their base is like behind it yeah it's in it's in like a almost not a not an industrial complex but almost Uh um it almost looks like a storage facility because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of different like buildings and stuff because of course i googled it and yes bones i'm stalking you (laughs) i am straight up stalking you bones coffee so come come on my show come talk with me (laughs) bring good coffee it'll be great have a good time so all right well I feel like we're going to get, we're going to have more from you. I, I, <laughs> I just get the feeling you're going to be back on the show either later this year or, you know, in a couple of months, something's going to happen. And we're going to have yeah. another one of these conversations where we both end up on tier in tears, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully good tears, not hopefully bad tears. Good tears. Yeah, I, yes, don't, I don't want bad please. tears for either of us, uh, especially <laughs> with all the stuff going on down there with you guys. Yeah. So thank you again for coming on the show and sharing your experiences with me because the stuff that happens to you is just (laughs) it's absolutely off the chain ridiculous so just another day just (laughs) another day just another day to you and yet i don't know i don't know that i'd be as gracious with the with the whole thing i don't know that i could handle it so but i'm sure you'd be fine I'm sh- I'd, I'd like to think I was that I've got enough book knowledge to handle it and but I don't have enough practical yet so we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens so but so again thank you very much for coming on and, and talking with me and and sharing that dream which was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous anytime and if you uh you do happen to find out who uh who that may have been or you get any any more experiences let me uh definitely let me know because i'd love to do like a little follow-up about this and oh yeah we'll do especially if it turns out to be someone that i'm like i'm just forgetting because you know how you Mm. you do that you forget about someone until they're back in your life or you you have a you know you have a memory that pops up about them so there may be someone that i'm just absolutely forgetting and then 
you know, as soon as you tell me, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, what? Yes, why did? Oh my god, that's a hundred percent who that was. I hope, I hope I get a name or or something. Yeah. At some point, yeah. So, well, thank you very much again, and um, just keep yourself safe. <laughs> Always. I know you do. I know you do. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and experiencing another Dark Rose story with me. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and let me know in the comments if you've ever had a dream that was just a little bit extra and left you feeling out of sorts. Also, if you want to share your story with me, but maybe don't want to come on the show directly, drop me an email at tfdr.podcast at gmail.com, letting me know all about your experience, and maybe we can uh, maybe we can go back and forth and talk about your experience, uh, at least digitally. And then remember, you can find the show on most major platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Instagram. Just search for Tales from the Dark Roast. So wherever you're listening, leave us a comment, review, or just hit the like button if you're enjoying the Dark Roast. Thanks for listening. And if you have a dark story you're willing to tell, then I have a pot of dark coffee I'm willing to share. I'm William, and this has been Tales from the Dark Roast.